Welcome to Walking by Faith. We believe and pray that through this message, you'll encounter God like never before, and that healing is released over your body today in Jesus' name. If you'd like to follow along with Pastor's Notes, you can find them on our app. When we extend our hands in prayer for others, we become instruments of fulfillment, answering the very prayer Jesus himself offered, that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. But the enemy, the deceiver, seeks to cloud our understanding, to veil the truths that Jesus brought to light. But the gospel is no ordinary message. It's a conduit of power, a manifestation of God's authority over all things. And we can use that power to heal not just ourselves, but others too. Join us for today's message, Unleashing Gospel Power. I wanna start tonight in Isaiah chapter 53. Now, for those that, that uh, may not understand that this is a prophetic psalm, literally uh, Isaiah is writing this 700 years before Jesus is born. But he's looking down like a prophetic telescope and he sees Jesus go to the cross. Um, Isaiah 53 verse four, Dr. Isaac Lesser, by the way, this is the Jewish translation. If you're an Orthodox Jew, this is what you use, okay? It says, but only our diseases did he bear himself and our pains he carried. Basic English says, but it was our pains he took and our diseases were put on him. I think all of us recognize that at the cross, Jesus took your sin. He paid for your sin. But listen again, but it was our pains he took and our diseases were put on him. See, Jesus took not just our sin, but he took our disease. Another translation, surely our diseases did he bear and our pains he carried. Rother Mass translation. Yet surely our sicknesses he carried and as for our pains, he carried the burden of them. Smith's translation says it this way. Yet it was our sickness that he bore, our pains that he carried. The next verse, by whose stripes we are healed. By whose stripes we are healed. Again, Dr. Isaac Lesser, through his bruises, there was healing granted to us. Rather, Math, by the stripes, there's healing for us. Moffat's translation, the blows that fell on him brought us healing. And I've literally had people come up and say, I just don't know why God won't heal me. Look, I I tithe, I read my Bible, I pray, I fast, I work in nursery, I'm in the choir. And why won't God heal me? You just told me why. Because you're trying to earn it. Just like salvation is a free gift, healing is a free gift. It's by grace. And grace simply means you can't earn it and you don't deserve it. And whenever we get in that position where we're trying to earn something, doing it by works, we're out from under grace. You can't earn your salvation. You can't earn your healing. The blows that fell to him have brought us healing. Good News Bible says we are healed by the punishment he suffered, made whole by the blows 
he receives. Young's translation, by his bruise, there is healing to us. And the amplified translation, and with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. So at the cross, Jesus did not simply take care of our sin. Everybody that's a Christian pretty much believes that. But there's a part of the atonement that we seem to overlook, that Jesus did more than that. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he would destroy the works of the devil. Not just sin, but sickness and disease and bondage and addiction. Jesus set us free from all of those. And healing is an important part of the kingdom of God. Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, God's will being done on earth like it is in heaven, that's a picture of the kingdom of God. Right? So often as Christians, we're looking forward to going someplace. But what God wants to do is he wants to take the kingdom and bring it to us here. Your will be done on earth, right, as it is in heaven. In Matthew 12, 28, Jesus said, but if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So when there's deliverance, it's a part of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus says, and as you go, preach saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Heal the sick cleanse the repers, raise the dead, cast out demons, freely you received, freely give. When he talks about the kingdom, he talks about healing. He talks about deliverance. In Luke chapter 10, uh, that Matthew was uh, sending out the 12. Now in uh, Luke, he's sending out the 70. And he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest that he'd send forth labors into his harvest. I think it's a great thing that we have an opportunity to be an answer to Jesus' prayer. We're always praying, God, do this, God, do that. Well, Jesus prayed, and, and he said, Lord, send labors, send labors. You know, when, when uh, you share the gospel, when you pray for somebody, you are being a laborer, and you're literally answering Jesus' prayer. He said, go your way. Behold, I'm sending you out as lamb among wolves. Then he concludes and he says, whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Um, Pastor David, back there. Pastor David, get wave at me. David, David was a missionary with us in, in Mexico. And this is the song that we used to sing. Where he leads me, I will follow all they feed me, I will swallow. And, and there were some not very good things, but he said, whatever they set before you, hey, you eat it. Heal the sick that are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Heal the sick that are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near you. Part of the kingdom of God is healing the sick. And it's... Uh, and by the way, every believer is equipped to heal the sick. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. The list begins with, they will cast out demons. It ends with, they'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. 
So 1 Peter chapter 1 says, Knowing that you were redeemed, not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, from the aimless conduct or from the lifestyle received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as is a lamb without blemish and without spot. So we're redeemed. Right? Literally mean to be bought back. All right. Um, what do they call those stores where you, you, you've got something and you bring it in and they give you a little bit of money and you've got 30 days to come back and get it. What do they call it? A pawn shop. That's it. You know, you take something in there, you leave it. And you may bring something in that's worth $500 and you say, hey, I need 100 Now you say, why do you say only 100 well, because you plan to buy it back and it's going to cost you 20% more than, you, than what you know, you're asking. All right. So eventually what you want to do is you want to go back and you want to pay and get that item back. You redeemed it. You redeemed it. Um, maybe a better illustration. Uh, this, you got to be, how many remember S&H green stamps? Oh, this will work really well. All right. Now, you would go to the store and buy groceries, and you'd pay with money, but they'd give you stamps, and you got a book to put them in, right? And once you'd fill that book up, you'd get a lot of books, and uh, you could get about anything. You'd get a toaster. You'd get a television. Uh, you'd get an iron. You could, you could take, you'd take it to the, the S&H Green Stamp store, and you had to have your, your, your books of green stamps, and you would redeem them. You'd give them those green stamps, and you would get whatever you wanted. Well, Jesus redeemed you. He redeemed you with his blood. So Colossians 1 in verse 13 says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. So he took you out of the kingdom, the domain of darkness. All right? One translation, Barclay says it this way. It is he who rescued us from the grip of the power of darkness. So Satan's domain, he had a grip on you. He had a hold on you. I love Clarence Jordan's translation. It was the father who sprang us from the jailhouse of darkness and turned us loose into the new world of his beloved son. Satan had a grip on us. He had a right to meddle in our lives. But Jesus redeemed us, and he took us out of Satan's kingdom, out from under his domain, out from under his authority. The basic English says, who has made us free from the power of evil and has given us a place in the kingdom of the son of his love. So Satan's domain, all that he has, sickness, disease, Everything that he brings, addiction, oppression, you have been taken out from under his authority and put into the kingdom of the son of, your, of his love. So anytime the devil shows up in your life or my life, he's trespassing. He has no right in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of God. And you've been taken out of his kingdom. In Romans 1.16, Paul said, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel, is the power of God 
unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel, the message of what Jesus did in his death, burial, and resurrection, it is the power of God. So literally, when you and I believe the message of the gospel, the same power that was present in the event, get this, the same power that was present in the event, because the gospel, the good news about what Jesus did, it is the power of God. So when we believe the message, the power that was in the event is released right when we believe the message. Now, it says here that it is, it is to, it's salvation to everyone who believes. Now, that word salvation according to uh, Dr. Schofield in his notes in his Bible on Romans 1.16, it says it implies the idea of deliverance, of safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. And he's talking about both the Greek and the Hebrew words that we translate salvation or save. Deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. Salvation is the great inclusive word of the gospel, gathering into itself all the redemptive acts and processes, such as justification, redemption, grace, propitiation, imputation, um, forgiveness, sanctification, and glorification. So the gospel is the power. Now, people say, well, I'm just waiting for you to pray for the sick. Well, I'm just waiting for you to believe the gospel. <laughs> Right? Because really, prayer is not the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. And the same power that was in the event is released when we believe the message of the gospel. Uh, my, my favorite translation here is a Stephen's translation. It says, the gospel, I say, can make, can save men. For in it, a way is revealed in which sinful men may be accepted before God and may stand in his presence approved and forgiven. Faith is the condition, the procuring cause of the hum on the human side and of the acceptance and also its result. Now, one translation says it this way. The gospel is God's way of making men as righteous as himself. Now, if you're religious, that blows your mind. All right. But the gospel is God's way of making men and women as righteous as himself. Second Corinthians five, verse 21. He that knew no sin, that's Jesus, became sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. So at the cross, Jesus, God, God took Jesus righteousness and gave it to you. And he took your sinfulness and put it on Jesus. Right. What an exchange. How many of you realize you got the better end of that deal? Right. He gave us his righteousness. That's why the gospel is the way that God makes men as righteous as himself. That's why through the gospel, you can stand before God without feeling guilty. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirit with a word. He healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. 
We read this just a little while ago. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. When you look at Jesus, you find that Jesus went about doing good and healing. In 2 Corinthians 11:4, it says this, for if he comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached. Uh, there are people that preach a different Jesus. It's a Jesus that used to do something but doesn't do anything anymore. That's a different Jesus. Or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received. The Holy Spirit, uh, he's the spirit of the gifts. The gifts of the spirit. You know? But yet we have people today who say, well, you know, all that passed away. That's a different spirit. Or a different gospel, which you have not accepted. See, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Christ redeemed us, Galatians 3. I want to take a moment here. Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law is found in Deuteronomy chapter 28, beginning with the 15th verse. Right? But you've been redeemed from it. And it really, it's poverty, Spiritual death, sickness, disease, confusion, failure. All of them are part of the curse. But let me read some of the things that are listed, all right? In verse 20, it says you're redeemed from confusion, from cursing, and from rebuke. Vexation, rashes, seizures, confusion, panic, and dysentery. I believe it's the King James that talks about the botch. And I don't even know what it is, but I don't want it. All right? It says, and plagues that cling to you, pestilences that cleave to you from which you cannot be healed, uncurable diseases, right? Fever, inflammation, severe burning, right? Scorching, mildew. Consumption, fever, infection, boils, hemorrhoids, incurable itch, senility, insanity, blindness, fear, panic, tumors, and ulcers. The 29th verse says you'll be unable to find your way and you will never be a success in life. The 31st verse includes boils from they're crowning your head to the soles of your feet. Malignant, incurable sores. Verse 59 says extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, generational plagues, generational sicknesses, perpetual plagues on you and your children. Right? And then this is the one that I just love. Verse 61. And also every sickness and every plague that's not written in the book. <laughs> just in case yours was not mentioned. So it's all of the sicknesses and all the plagues and all the diseases that are mentioned and all the sicknesses and all the diseases and all the plagues that are not mentioned. So that's just all of them, right? You're redeemed. 
Healing belongs to you. Does not matter what it is, you're covered. You are covered. Christ redeemed you. When he went to the cross, he became a curse. See, he is the only one who perfectly fulfilled the law. Perfectly. And then he took your place. And in God's eyes, you perfectly fulfilled the law in Christ. But he took your curse for all of your violations of the law. God's name, he actually has seven compound redemptive names in Hebrew. And one of them is found in Exodus 15, verse 26. He says, for I am the Lord who heals you. Some translations say, I'm the Lord, your physician. In the Hebrew, it's I am the Lord, Jehovah Rapha, right? Now, in Psalms 138, in verse 2, it says this. It says, you have magnified your word above all your name. In other words, whatever God has said, he so honors and so magnifies it. He said that if God does not do what he said, he's not who he is. He simply is not who he is. He said, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that's gone forth out of my lips. He said, he's your healer. He said, he's your redeemer. He said, if I don't do that, he said, I will not alter the word that's going forth out of my lips. In 2 Peter, in fact, I'm planning in a couple of, sometimes when I plan a couple weeks, it takes six months, but I'm planning, all right? I'm doing a message on the promises of God, all right? But it says this, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now notice it says that he has given. So often we're trying to get God to do something, all right? But God already looked ahead and he saw every need that you would have and I would have and he's already taken care of it in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus, right? By which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So he's given us exceeding great and precious promises. Remember the word that's going forth out of his mouth? He will not alter. Right? And he's magnified his word above all of his name. In first, uh, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, For all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. Every one of those promises, those exceeding great and precious promises, from God's perspective, you say, God, what about that one? He says, it's yours. Yes. Yes, and you say yes, and God says amen, so be it. All of them. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that's going forth out of my mouth. So what are some of those promises? Well, he forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He himself bore your sicknesses, carried your diseases, and by his stripes, healing was purchased for you. You may say, well, then why don't I have it? 
Because the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You have an enemy. You have an enemy of your soul. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9, resist him steadfast in the faith. We have got to, to grab hold of what belongs to us, right? Take hold of it by faith. Right? Uh, one more scripture, and here we're going to pray for some people. Uh, Matthew 15, verse 22. And behold, a woman of Cana came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So this woman did not have a covenant with God because she was not of the seed of Abraham. Right? Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he said, It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the, the little dogs. But she said, Lord, even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. I love what it says in, in the Greek, mega. I like to call this mega faith woman. All right? She would not take no for an answer. All right, Mega is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desired. And her daughter was healed that very hour. Now, I want you to notice what Jesus called healing, the children's bread. It's the children's bread. Healing, deliverance belong to us as believers in Christ. Right? We, are don't, we don't need to try to get God to do something. Jesus already went to the cross. Right? He went to the whipping post. He received the bruises, and by his bruises by his stripes, healing was purchased for us. Right? And God's not withholding. God is not withholding. We do have an enemy who stands in the way. Right? But when we grab hold by faith, we receive. We receive. Now, for all of you that are online right now or are going to be watching this, I want to pray for you right now. Now, if there is an affliction in your body and you want to put your hand on that, that would be great, all right? But let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that you are the Lord, our physician, that you said you'd forgive all our iniquities and heal all of our diseases, that your word tells us that Jesus himself bore our sicknesses and carried our pains, and by his stripes, healing was made available to us. We thank you that as Christians, we're taken out of the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of the son of your love, that no sickness, no disease has any right in any of our bodies. And right now in the name of Jesus, I take authority over sickness and I bind sickness and disease. I command you, loose these bodies, go from these people in Jesus' name. And I loose the healing power of God onto your body right now from the top of your head to the soles of your feet to bring health, healing, soundness, and deliverance to your entire being. And Lord, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 
You may have never thought of this, but literally Christianity is the only faith or religion that has a savior. What the Bible teaches us is this, is that everyone has sinned in some way and that because of it, we're guilty before God. And there has to be a payment for sin. The Bible says the wages or the payment of sin is death. And it's not just a physical death, but it's death after the physical death. It's a separation from God. So Jesus came and he paid for your sin and for my sin. So what the Bible tells us we need to do is we need to receive him and give him our life. Jesus called it being born again. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through me. He said, all the good things that I could do or you could do could never pay for your sin, never make you right with God. But he came, he lived a sinless life, and he paid for your sin. And when you receive him as your Lord and your King, receive the forgiveness he offers, he makes you new on the inside, and he gives you peace with God. So if you're not right with God, you've been trying to earn your own salvation, I want to invite you to pray this prayer with me. Pray it from your heart. And if you will pray this prayer from your heart, when we say amen, you're going to be right with God. Just say, oh God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe that his blood paid for my sins. And I believe that he rose again, victorious over death, sin, and the devil. And I give Jesus all of my heart and all of my life. I hold nothing back. I receive him as my king and my Lord. And I am going to live for him. I thank you. You've heard my prayer. That my past is gone. That I'm now a part of your family, your kingdom, today and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer from your heart, God heard you. The Bible says, whosoever, that's you, will call on the name of the Lord. That's what we just did, the way the Bible shows us to. It says, we'll be saved. You are saved. You're right with God. Now, I wrote a book especially to help you keep on growing spiritually. Absolutely free of charge. All the information is right there on your screen. You, we want to get it to you absolutely free. And I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, we love you and God bless you. If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, congratulations, you're making one of the best decisions of your life. We're so excited for you. Just like Pastor said, we'd love to send you a free copy of his book, Your New Life. Log on to walkingbyfaith.tv where you can have a copy mailed to you, download it instantly, or check out our audiobook. You can also find all these things on our app. This free book is a great resource as it's full of practical advice and encouragement to help you live a life of faith. Claim your free copy today. Walking by Faith is changing lives and we want you to be a part of it. Your gift will help us continue to produce inspiring content that encourages people to change the way they think and empowers them to use their voice. When you sow into God's kingdom, he will pour out his blessings upon you. Just like it says in Malachi 3.10, there are three easy ways to give. Text WBFGIVE to 1-888-364-GIVE, visit walkingbyfaith.tv slash give, or click on the giving icon in our app. Thank you for your support.
God is a God of healing and He wants to bring healing into your life. If you are in need, contact our prayer line where we have people standing by ready to pray with you. For more resources on healing, visit walkingbyfaith.tv. You can also find all of our healing resources on our app. Thanks for watching. We'd love to get to know you better. By scanning this QR code, you can download our app, send us a prayer request, read our weekly devotional, and so much more. To rewatch today's episode with closed captions, you can now find us on Rumble. We'll see you again next week. Until then, be blessed.